Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. And today we're joined by our good, good pal, Matt Storm. Matt, how's it going, bud? Good. I'm very excited to be here. I have to admit that when you asked me to come on the show, it made my week. I'm just, <laughs> just very excited to be a part of whatever the hell this is. My favorite thing about asking friends of mine who like do listen to the show to be on the show is the only reactions we ever get are like, oh, fuck, yeah, this is so exciting or, oh, God, <laughs> like, oh, shit, it checks out. Uh, well, uh, Matt, uh, we ask everybody here this question at the top of the show, but what is your favorite fast food item? So mine, of course, I have to be complicated, like the asshole that I am. Sure, and, great, go for it. And and mine is a trifecta because this, when I could eat gluten, was my go-to fast mm -hmm. food item. It is the chocolate frosty from Wendy's, but only if you are dipping French fries and their chicken nuggets in it. Fuck yes. Chicken nuggets in it. That's a new one on me. I thought I was the only person who did that. <laughs> I Fuck do it all yes. the time. Oh, that shit's so good. <laughs> it's like when you find out that your partner has the same weird fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember in high school going to one that wasn't far from my house. It was in a shopping center, maybe a, less than a mile away. And I was with friends and we always dipped our fries in the frosty. Always. Like, that was oh, just course, known. Yeah. And like, I always got, instead of a real meal, like, three or four orders of the five-piece chicken nuggets because sure. why not and one hell. and one day i was just like what if we dipped the nuggets and like mm. it was like my brain expanded just like this is brilliant and then i would tell my friends they'd be like no you can't just the fries like, no no trust me and every time yeah. it was a success every single time there's always one person like in every friend group that's willing to do like something that is initially perceived as just some weird deranged shit but then like they convince one other person and they're like no no this fucker was on to something and that's absolutely what that is because like i i was like originally hesitant to you know dip the the french fries in the frosty because i'm like that just seems weird but like it's just like a real good salty sweet treat yep but like i think it was just like out of boredom one day i was just like i just let's see what this, this fucking tastes like probably depressed because that's you know <laughs> that sounds like something you do then but yeah, I, I, I dipped the chicken nuggets in and I kind of haven't been back, but I also really don't like order chicken nuggets very often. See, I think that having McDonald's chicken nuggets in a Frosty would be Ooh. would be better because they're like a little crispier. Yeah. yeah, there's also like a little bit less seasoning to get into, I feel yeah. like, because those are they're more laminated, <laughs> I guess, I guess <laughs> maybe literally. Who yeah, knows they're like kind of like the fucking plain white bread of chicken nuggets. Like it's good. But I mean, you can do better. Also, if you're getting the vanilla Frosty at Wendy's, you're a cop. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Like, there's only one Frosty at Wendy's. Yeah. So you get you can get the Frosty float. Yes. So if you get like yeah. a root beer Frosty yeah. float with the vanilla, you're yeah. cool. That's fine. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're cool. But if you're just like, I like weird semi ice cream, <laughs> then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hashtag not my frosty. <laughs> Hashtag not my frosty. Well, speaking of the frosty, um, today I have a uh, report for you on, I was about to say the snack that smiles back, but that's not what this is. This is about Pringles. Um, <laughs> your, must, your mustache kin. Uh. Yes, yes. Um, so this is a really weird anecdote that I'm going to start this with. But Pringles is always one of those things that for me has just kind of always been there, but like has never been something that... I've really ever like thought about or considered very often. 
Same. Yeah. yeah, no, I I've I've said before that like I'm a sweets snack person Same. and not a salty snack Same. person. So a lot of those things like your combos, your yeah. your whatever, I, I just I'm I feel nothing to that. Yeah, like <laughs> if I'm at like a like a gas station or something and I see like a thing of like pizza combos, I'll be like, all right, fuck yeah, let's let's go. And I'll just like grab a bag and just throw down on those things. But like Pringles are just like those things that kind of show up and I'm like, oh yeah, Pringles. All right, yeah, cool. <laughs> Uh, I didn't really ever think about Pringles until uh, one day. Uh, this is a really weird segue, but my parents were remodeling their bathroom and they like were redoing, you know, a whole lot of stuff. It looked like completely like fucking night or day difference. It was really fucking gorgeous. But uh, one of the patterns on the tiles that they put in the shower has this little weird like, you know, sometimes they have like the little like the the dark accent or whatever that like it's just it kind of looks like somebody just like fucking threw like a splash of like dust on something. And that's just how it looks. One yes. of them, I swear to fucking God, that is right at eye level in the shower is shaped exactly like the fucking Pringles guy. <laughs> is that still around? That is still around. Uh, Mom, I know you're listening to this. Please, please send me a picture yes. of it. And also, like, I don't know if I've ever told them that, <laughs> but <laughs> now it they exists. Know. And I promise you, Mom, find the Pringle. It's straight up looks. <laughs> like the fucking like next time i go home i will take a picture of it if she doesn't send it to me but that's not what my report's about i just like oh like, yeah pringles okay this report isn't about your your mom and dad's bathroom what yeah no this isn't about me thinking about the pringles man in the shower um <laughs> <laughs> damn it yeah <laughs> that can is shaped that way for a reason <laughs> jesus christ about to reconstitute some potatoes uh the multinational consumer goods company um Procter and Gamble, which are my two favorite moves in Final Fantasy XIV, had the chemist uh, Frederick J. Bauer, B-A-U-R, develop a, quote, new type of potato chip that wasn't greasy, stale, or broken, and they, like, actually planned on scientifically addressing the thing that everybody wants them to, which is, hey, why is there so much fucking air in these bags of potato chips? Which I was like, oh, wow, like, somebody actually thought about that and addressing that. He spent two fucking years developing the iconic shape of the uh, the Pringles chip, which, fun fact, is called a hyperbolic paraboloid, um, which I did not know until about an hour ago, um, and also determined that the uh, the weird cardboard tube that kind of looks like the shape that tennis balls come in, um, that was actually going to work best for containing the snack because they could, you know, be very stackable. Mm -hmm. um, he was actually never able to make them taste good, though, um, <laughs> which I think is really funny. And they still haven't. <laughs> uh, like he couldn't ever figure out any sort of like seasoning or like a different like play on the recipe to make them taste any good. And so he was actually just straight up like kind of pulled off of the project and went to work <laughs> elsewhere. He spent two years on. Yes. What about a shape? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um. So uh, once you get to like the mid 1960s, uh, another researcher at Procter and Gamble, uh, Alexander Lipa, uh, Lipa D's nuts, uh, took that work and <laughs> improved. Damn it, Cam! And uh, improved the taste uh, to the point where they could actually be used and sold. Uh, Lipa was granted the patent for this for Pringles altogether, and Barr presumably was just told to fuck off forever. Um, so he just like kind of swooped in, took this dude's work, and then just made him taste good, and then got all the credit. So uh, 1968, after they get all that stuff, you know, straightened out and they like, you know, finalize the, the recipe and the design and everything. 
they they hit stores starting in Indiana, and the original title for them are quote Pringles. Uh, it's apostrophe s, so they're possessive. Uh, newfangled potato chips. Newfangled. Oh, I love that. Newfangled. Who doesn't love newfangled? Yeah, I'm tired of these fucking old fangled <laughs> yeah. chips, dude. <laughs> and they like largely had honestly pretty good slogans like they haven't really changed a whole lot of them and they're like really clever in a way that uh from doing this show as long as i have i expect to be just really disappointed in how bad marketing words are but uh like once you pop you can't stop was like one of the original slogans and they're still using that today um also uh the one uh the phrase other potato chips just don't stack up which is technically mm, and spiritually true. Yes. Um, Spirit philosophically. That's, that's a really good fucking slogan. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yes. So uh, my report gets like really weird and kind of scattershot from here. On this show? <laughs> yeah, right? In this economy? Well, so uh, the snack classification of Pringles has been legally disputed so much that I don't know where it is now. Other snack manufacturers, once they launched, um, like strongly objected to them calling themselves, quote, newfangled potato chips uh, because they were made from a potato based dough instead of sliced from potatoes like a, quote, real chip. Uh, and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in 1975 actually ruled against Pringles saying, hey, you can't call these potato chips. Um, they could only call them potato chips uh, if they were in the phrase, quote, potato chips made from dried potatoes, which what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> what is this qualifier nonsense? Yeah. So what are, are they? Are they reconstituted crisps now so or whatever? Or? At that point, uh, they just renamed themselves to, to potato crisps because you can't put that many fucking words on a thing. It's just like, oh, hey, look, we've got these newfangled potato chips made from dried potatoes. Invented um, by this guy. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this has actually changed a lot since then to the point where I couldn't keep up with it. So just, I guess, call it whatever the fuck you want. Um, every single place that I've looked, like official and unofficially, calls them chips, crisps, uh, like fried snacks. Like who fucking cares at this point? It's like a, it's like American slices. Like <laughs> yeah, they can't really totally. name it cheese. They have to call it American slices because there is no real cheese in most of it. Yeah, it's just a slice of Americana, baby. Yeah, and what's weird is, like, these are mostly potato, um, but they're made slightly different. I think other corporations just got mad. Probably. So enter, uh, let's let's talk about the, the, the Pringles mascot. Yes. Uh, his name is Mr. P, or Julius Pringles. What? At two potato. <laughs> is the greatest name I've ever that heard in excellent. my entire life. He looks like a Julius with that mustache. He does, yeah. He kind of looks like just the head of the Monopoly guy, but like, yeah, like by way of Hey Arnold. Now, I would have done the report in saying that he is that guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff in my report that I'm like, if Nate did this, then this would just be insufferable. Oh, yeah. I would have hyper fixated on like the shape name and yeah. been like, all right. So from the ninth yeah, dimension, you would have gone into like, OK, well, spiritually, what the fuck does a what it was it called hyperbolic paraboloid even mean? What is a dried potato? <laughs> if you're not familiar um he just look he's like a fucking round like an oval shaped head kind of roughly the shape of like a pringles chip from like the top down um mm. just with like you know hair like a very thick mustache uh over time like he he used to look a lot more like an actual 
person. It's kind of like shifted more into uh, roughly the like shape of like that's just kind of like the symbol like you just associate, you know, uh, like right now it's their current uh, iteration of that branding is very minimalist. It's just like an oval with like eyes and then like a black mustache shape and a red bow tie at the bottom, which it's it's basically like not really changed a whole lot other than that. Um, he used to have like, you know, a hair bow tie. He used to have rosy cheeks and like a slightly open mouth as well. Yeah, he used to be like he used to be like a little blushing anime girl. Totally. He used to look like just a dude. I go Pringles. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like thinking no, about me that. Neither, dude. Um, December of 2020, like five months ago, uh, the HBO Weekly News comedy program last week tonight uh, put oh, up no. a demand to Pringles, even offering to donate $10,000 to Feeding America if they answered one simple question. What the fuck does he look like for the rest of his body? I'm so glad you brought this up because I found show art i found art already like deviant art yes. was at the top of the google yes. search yes. for this nonsense yes. oh yeah absolutely oh <laughs> yeah no so pringles the company uh they answered the call it was nowhere near as interesting as anybody wanted it, it just was very boring and plain like he just kind of looks like a fucking dude he does have eyebrows on springs which i really like yes though. that is very good but like Boy, the like... body part it's just a fucking dude. Like, it's just a dude with a big head. It's just you with gloves exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, he just looks fine. Uh, you know, Pringles as part of this also donated $10,000 to Feeding America. Uh, so it's like kind of a net good. But, you know, from the perspective of somebody who hosts a corporate mascot podcast, very disappointing. But uh, there were many incredible artist renditions, as Matt has uh, already started talking about here uh, and before the answer came officially from Pringles, which I choose to believe all of them are canon. Um, the one that Matt shared with us, uh, he basically looks like a Chippendales person um, just with like the head th that you would expect of the Pringles mascot. So I personally choose to believe that every single one of these are canon. Are we saying that he's a shapeshifter and he can take the form of anything he wishes into the Pringleverse? I mean, sure. Maybe he j maybe in that video that they posted, which only was like 14 seconds, by the way, it's so fucking lazy. It's literally just he opens the door and it's just him waving next to a Christmas tree and then it fucking cuts off. It's 14 seconds and it's just the most disappointed I've ever been in something like this in my life. How mm, how much money do you think they spent on designing him? and making him probably more than the ten thousand dollars they donated to feeding america <laughs> honestly uh yeah oh, they're, no. they're they are they are owned by kellogg's now which uh has a great history yeah. as we have covered but uh, a couple of weird facts time about pringles uh one according to dave turek the vice president of deep computing at ibm which is not somewhere you probably no. expected this to go quote Pringles potato chips are designed using some supercomputing capabilities to assess their aerodynamic features so that on the manufacturing line, they don't go flying off the line. What? Oh my God, I didn't even think about any kind of wind and uplift. Yeah, because they, like, you could fucking glide on a giant Pringle, let's be real. Oh. Yeah. I, I, hey. honestly... A big part of the reason why I wanted to do this report is for just like some of the weird facts around Pringles. Like largely the mascot itself is fine. Like it's it's just 
whatever you know it's it is yeah it is the most okay fucking whatever shit um but what about it's a man right that's it. yeah that's <laughs> literally it like julius pringles is way cooler of a name than the entire history of julius I pringles agree. i would agree i can't stop thinking about two things yes. one is that you can make a circle out of them yep if you stack them in the right way mm -hmm. they yep. will hold their own weight in a in a circle which yeah. is very good but then also I'm trying to think about like, what about like a sweet one? What so about done like chocolate a chocolate Pringles? Like, they have yeah, There's... not chocolate covered necessarily because that that rules that does rule. But I just mean like, what if it's basically like a Kit Kat wafer but chocolate? Yeah, be... I guess I'm describing Stroopwafel is what I'm describing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that is, but in a funny shape, obviously instead of flat. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, no, they 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 are big fans of uh, like every time I see Pringles, like I feel like anybody who has any opinion on Pringles whatsoever has a like weirdly strong opinion about what flavor is the best because there's a whole fucking lot of them and they put out like seasonal ones all the damn time. Mm. Would this be a good time to mention that I am a salt snack aficionado and a fan of Pringles? Ooh, good. Good. What's what is your what is yeah. your what is your favorite? Mine personally is is the pizza one. Same, same here. Pizzas yeah. are really good. I think though my favorite is I'm a weirdo who likes ranch, and so the ranch Pringles I enjoy a lot. But I, I'm but I'm a classic guy, and I think sour cream is at the top. Sour cream are, and onion. Those sour cream and onion ones are fucking excellent. See, but now I have a question as a Pringles fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many do you eat at a time? Because I find that I rarely eat a single chip. I often stack two or three. For the extra yeah. two or three yeah, yeah i okay. usually do two or three and like honestly now that i'm thinking about it once you pop you can't stop is the most ominous shit i've ever heard in my life i was gonna say that was the <laughs> other part that i was gonna like take and run with is like the impossibility to halt <laughs> <laughs> so pringles like yeah they do have wild flavors mm -hmm. yeah, all yeah. over the place like they've got like seaweed and sea salt like there are some that are only distributed to like super limited market areas including prawn cocktail wasabi and curry flavors Ooh. um yeah no like in japan and yeah in china there's like uh, they did out they Ooh. did some seasonal flavors in 2012 that are peppermint white chocolate cinnamon sugar pumpkin pie spice uh they did a marinara one in america in north america for a while i would i would absolutely murder like unrecognizable to its family, like murder, <laughs> like dental records wouldn't even be able to fucking <laughs> identify them. Murder a can of pumpkin spice oh, Pringles. I didn't Holy even think that was a possible. Shit, oh, but for the record. Holy shit. I am the most basic of bitches because I love pumpkin spice everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Coffee. Like, like I just want it all. Same here. I fucking hate pumpkin everything, uh, but I'm happy for you. Memphis so. barbecue, mango yeah. salsa, Dill pickle. Yeah. Yeah. habanero salsa, yeah. rice fusion. Excuse yeah, me. they did a they did a they did a dill pickle one that I remember yep. trying and really liking, but I also really fucking like pickles. Um, mm. Yeah, no, like Pringles has the alternate flavor game fucking down. And yeah, they're like Oreos in that. Yeah, regard, like. Huh? Uh, fucking i've i have never honey glazed ham yeah bitch okay. uh Whoa. i i i it's weird that like pringles is one of those things that i can't think of anybody in my life who doesn't actually like at least like pringles right. i don't know yeah. of anybody who hates them because they have so many fucking different flavors that you're bound to find one that you're like yeah it's fine 
you know like, like they're also like fine on a level yeah that is like it's almost like pizza where it's just like totally yeah, it's like yeah. whatever like it's always gonna yeah be i'll just fine. I'll eat pizza yeah. it's fine you know like you yeah. it's, it's kind of a known quantity at some point interesting um and yeah it's 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 also really funny that they you know designed the like the the fucking tube shaped can to be to make it to where it doesn't break the chips but those fuckers break all the, all time. the time yeah no that at, at the bottom there's always like 19 half chips I've never had a, a can of Pringles that has been 100% unbroken. But I would like to close my report with uh, the the fun fact that made me do this report, um, which is uh, on May 4th, 2008, uh, the original, largely uncredited inventor, uh, Frederick J. Bauer, uh, passed away. Um, and per his request, no. his ashes were buried inside an original flavors pringles can and i promise you i am not making this oh my up. god <laughs> um, this is something that he desperately wanted because he was like super fucking proud of the fact that he put that together uh and uh his family just honored it and so like next to his like actual like urn of ashes which is buried in his like family grave is a can of original pringles that has his ashes in it Wow, that's yeah. hardcore believing yeah. in the work you've made. Like, I don't know that I'd ever want to be buried yeah. in a podcast microphone, but, you know, I guess here we go. No, are. God, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, podcasting is a fucking curse. I just can't stop, and that's, uh, that's, that's, that's bad. Yeah, give, me a, give me a Viking funeral in my sure SM7D, <laughs> dude. No, you just light the mic on fire and shoot it. Uh, it's hot mic. Oh, oh, fuck off. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I learned about uh, uh, Mr. Julius Pringles. Pringle all the way. Yeah, I just thought it was that the the fact that the inventor didn't get credit, so he's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna be buried in a can of Pringles." Is really funny. I am Pringles. <laughs> yeah. I see a picture of it. Oh my god! That's wild. That's wild to <sighs> me that you're you'd have the devotion to your own product, even though you got screwed to be buried within it. I just mm -hmm. I. I love the honesty of that, the passion of that, honestly. Yeah, like totally. Yeah. I would never do it, but I still love it. I wish I believed in anything as much as this dude believed right. in Pringles. Like, honestly. Pringles, a brand that by all means hates him. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, I don't know if he like got credit, you know, like later on for some things or if this was like retroactively or whatever. Like he's largely known as the like inventor of Pringles, but like the other guy got the patent credit from what I understand. Um, turducken pringles were real oh, too fuck yeah also if i'm wrong about that don't <laughs> at me it's what it's a it's a fucking stupid food comedy show it's fine i love varieties of chips like lay's also stepped up their game in recent years and like yeah, i'm yeah. a potato chip guy i'm a potato chips and cheetos are like favorite mm -hmm. snack foods that aren't fast food what's your what's your favorite cheetos i have to ask so it's got to be puffed it's got to be oh, puffed cheetos God, i know no absolutely not Sorry. absolutely not not part of the crunchy fam. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my 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 thing with the like Lay's potato chips is the do me a flavor campaign mm -hmm. where like Tumblr would just like make fake flavors. Yeah. Like ice water. <laughs> yeah. That was the best. I love that nonsense. Oh, that's, so that, is, that is one of my favorite things about what like Lay's and like Mountain Dew does where people are like, fuck it, make up a flavor. And it's always just football. Yeah. It's just the stupidest <laughs> shit you can imagine. Oh my God. I love it. I wish Pringles would do that. Honestly. Well, they do have a mashed potatoes flavor, which is like, which is just what the state that's the state the chips show up in. Yeah. 
that's a uh, that's uh, that's my report on Pringles. So we'll go ahead and uh, cut to a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, whatever nightmare Nate's going to uncover for us. <laughs> All right, we are back. Uh, Nate, hit it. Sinister. Defined as being evil or ominous. I'd like to interrupt you really quick and just say, I wonder how many of your reports start with just one word. A lot of my reports do <laughs> do start with like, Webster's Dictionary defines demonic possession. Yeah, we high school <laughs> debate in this bitch. Let's go. Yeah. Um, sinister is also referred to as meaning left-handed, as many cultures have a stigma or bias against left-handedness. But why? Is it just a fear of the other? Is there something wrong with left-handed people? Or could it be that in the collective unconscious of mankind, something has conditioned us to somehow be wary of those that favor the sinister side? Sorry to be heavy-handed, but as you probably guessed by now today, I'm going to enlighten you on that of the meat assistant, the flesh facilitator, the hamburger helper. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Oh my God. I had a feeling it was going there, but I wasn't quite sure because also I can't keep straight what you guys have covered at this point because I've listened to it all. And I was just like, yeah, dude, same. <laughs> honestly, uh, you said left handed. and I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. We're not even all the way there yet. Yeah. yeah. Hamburger Helper is a packaged food product from General Mills. Part of the Betty Crocker brand, friend of the show. Hey, yeah, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, she may as well be. She's not real. Yeah. Or is she? Exactly. <laughs> we should just say everything we've covered is a friend of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you don't know, Hamburger Helper is dried pasta with like some powdered seasonings and sometimes other stuff like rice and potatoes in it and stuff like that. You combine it with water, sometimes milk, and of course, with browned ground beef. In Wikipedia, in parentheses and quotations, hamburgers. It's like, who are you, what are you trying to convince what me? Do, what, do, what do you know that we don't? It's basically like, you know, the 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 tasty one pot meals uh, of Instagram, but they did it in 1971. Mm-hmm. So it was introduced in 1971 in response to a meat shortage and rising meat prices. And now it's time to talk about the beef crisis. And no, I'm not talking about East Coast versus West Coast rap. In in the early 70s, anchovies that lived off the coast of South America migrated elsewhere en masse for no reason, I think. This totally fucked up the feed and supply chains for beef farmers worldwide. So beef crisis is the reason why pasta is like so popular right now and why some countries are less dependent on meat in general, and that's not a lie. Cool. In the 70s, meat was harder to get. There was like black market meat stuff, and it's like, (laughs) it's and a lot of like communities were just like, fuck it then. (laughs) And like, obviously, like half the world didn't go vegan because of that, but it was just like a, well, what if we have more, you know, vegetable-based stuff? I got this this black market Angus for you. What's what's it to you? That's not black market Angus. That is your neighbor Angus from down the street, and he's dead now. Hey, we, we, you don't, you don't, you don't need to know where it came from. It's just it's <laughs> exactly it's for the record. Also, Beef Crisis is the name of my emo band. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, Beef Crisis. <laughs> beef Crisis is what happens when I accidentally get beef broth in my ramen, and I have to poop for nine years. That's my favorite uh, light gun game at an arcade. <laughs> <laughs> beef Crisis. You'll get caught up in that. <laughs> oh, God. Just picturing fucking playing Time Crisis, but with. You're just shooting fucking like. You got a T bone steak. Yeah, and just tomahawk steak. Like, 
weird meat golem that you're just <laughs> shooting. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Lord. I, I just find it wild that a bunch of famously dumb fish deciding to break their lease caused the world <laughs> to be like, maybe let's not rely on these little guys living off the coast of South America so that we can have burger whenever we yeah. want. So the hamburger helper mascot is called the helping hand or lefty, a four fingered left hand, white glove with a face on the palm and a red spherical nose. Mm. It often appears in the product's television commercials and on packages. I completely forgot that he just has four fingers. Mm hmm. He's not a human hand. <laughs> he, oh. he may not even be a glove, dude. Yeah. Oh, no. Is the glove his skin or is the glove his like a? Piece of well, clothing. we're gonna get in. We're gonna get oh, into no. that. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Hamburger Helper as a product was designed to, I guess, make people okay with eating less meat. Like, I don't know if people were just frying a pound of brown ground and mowing it down until they were dead in the ground before Lefty was around. But nevertheless, Hamburger <laughs> Helper was a resounding success. You're, you're proud of that one, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah, okay. of course. The implication of just like how much fucking just ground beef were you spooning into your children's <laughs> mouths? Yeah, like this makes <laughs> me think that like before this happened, like three fourths of the food pyramid was just hamburger. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just a Swiss roll made out of oh, ground God. beef <laughs> and cream still. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, in addition to Hamburger Helper, there is also Tuna Helper and Chicken Helper. Tuna Helper was second to appear um, in 1972. Fruit Helper was introduced in 1973. What? That was a desserts thing. Fruit doesn't need help. It's fucking fruit. Why? <laughs> fruit doesn't need help. <laughs> I could go to my fucking fridge and help yourself to some fruit. Right. Yeah. I could eat an entire thing of grapes like fucking candy, and I would feel fine about it. Listen, you could eat a fucking half pound of ground beef like it was a push pop, too, but you'll just go to the hospital. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I'm picturing push pops with beef in it, and it's just terrible everywhere. Yeah. The hamburger helper is actually what they call uh, the defibrillator they use to revive me after I eat a pound of meat. <laughs> it's weird, but like chicken helper was introduced nine years after fruit helper, which is incredible. It's That's crazy. Weird. Because industry wise, like they were like, hey, we can make, you know, white chicken breasts really easily and readily available for people. I guess I just took it for granted that like at all times you could always go and get yeah. like 9,000 chicken breasts at a store. Whole grain helper existed, including beef stroganoff so that I can make the joke right now that Lefty's giving himself a stranger while stroganoffing his beef. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've done it, folks. Everybody can go home. That's yep, it. Cool. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the show. Thanks. Thanks. That's the show, everybody. Uh, that's the show. I'm going to go beef stroganoff myself. Um, so pork helper was introduced in 2003. There's a similar joke there, probably. Yeah. Um, and hamburger helper microwave singles were introduced in 2006. Chili helper in 2013. And um, Asian helper oh, no. is a selection of four main Asian American style dishes, three made with chicken and one with beef. Hey, maybe don't name your brand edible things and then do Asian helper. Yeah. That's a bad look. Maybe we call that something different. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you just call it like beef helper or hamburger helper still, but with like the name of like yeah. lo mein or whatever yeah. underneath it. Like I I don't like stir fry helper is something I can see absolutely existing. No Asian helper. Yikes. Um, God, that sucks. <laughs> um, speaking of things that look bad, it's time to start talking about the man who is a hand himself. Thought you were going to be like, let's talk more about hamburger helper. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to look up a 
image real quick. Uh, I say that as somebody who has eaten a lot of hamburger helper. Same. Never uh, in my life have I had hamburger helper. It uh, it doesn't taste great, but it gets the job done. Yeah, you it's, know, it's a good the job. Before I went gluten free, it was like the thing. Like if you had yeah. no idea what to make, but you had some right. ground beef, or you wanted to make something with leftovers, like yeah. that was the purpose. It of was it. very helpful for me as somebody with ADHD, uh, who has like a very hard time of like, what the fuck am I gonna eat? Um, it's just like, hey, look at this box. That looks good. I have beef in the fridge. Let's just fucking go. I'm going to send you guys three photos, and I want you to tell me which one is correct, anatomy-wise. Oh, no. So here's the first one. Oh, good lord. Oh, no. Okay. I hate the first one. Did you? Were you implying that one of these is real? He is real. <laughs> He's watching you, us. I mean, like, these, like, skeletal structures that you have sent over. Yes. Okay. So, like, one of these is like canonically true. I mean, as confirmed by the like the company. Okay. No. Okay. Well. Um. Okay. But I, I will get into it later that he is real. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and I'm not. That's not even a joke. <laughs> the The anatomy of Lefty is highly debated concerning what's inside him, if indeed there is anything inside of him at all. Some claim he's an imp whose skull has fingers protruding from it, or that he merely uses the glove as a costume to disguise his true, nigh-imperceptible form. However, what is most telling to me is that he is a left hand, and that he has a prominent red nose on his palm. Do you know what stigmata is? Yes. <laughs> I, I actually don't. <laughs> Good. Oh, boy. Stigmata in Christianity are the appearance of bodily wounds, scars, and pain in locations corresponding to the crucifixion wounds of Jesus Christ. Okay. Such as, <laughs> such as the hands, wrists, and feet. Okay. <laughs> this is where we're going. All right. Yes. Lord, are we? Like... <laughs> So what I'm saying is that the red nose on his palm is not a red nose. It is stigmata. <laughs> and like it's a bubble, like bubbling out of his head. Or that he was the hand of Jesus Christ on the cross. Maybe. 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 We'll, we'll see. We'll see where oh, we go with no. that. I present many <laughs> options. Of course you do. Fuck. I say this a lot, but I think this is my longest one. <laughs> so in Galatians 6, 17, St. Paul says, From henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of Lord Jesus. <laughs> Nobody bother me. I cut my <laughs> Leave hand. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> if you're actually like super Christian and take offense to this, I'm I'm sorry, but you know what you signed up for <laughs> with this show. It's true. So uh, stigmata are primarily associated with Roman Catholicism. The first and only stigmatics have been Catholics who lived after the Great Schism of 1054. So is this is this opposed to like stationary Catholicism? <sighs> <laughs> Hey, I'll be that here took me way too up. long okay. to really get yeah. <laughs> rambling Catholicism, <laughs> moseying Catholicism, <laughs> gamboling Catholicism. <laughs> this great schism of 1054 is a split that occurred between Western and Eastern Orthodox churches, East and West, left and right, a split. A severance, a disembodied left hand with a marking linking it to Jesus Christ, signifying beef. Huh? <laughs> so now we're going to talk about the right hand of God the Father. <laughs> just casually just throw that segue what in there. Is, you know, what whatever. We're talking, about, we're talking about the beef crisis, the great schism of 1054. You can't say my segues at the top of the show are bad anymore. You are not allowed. I am banning you from that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I've stopped saying it, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> because we know. 
In many religions, including Christianity, the right hand of God is the favored hand. For example, Jesus sits at God's right side. God's left hand, however, is the hand of judgment. The archangel Gabriel is sometimes called God's left hand and sits at God's left side. Those who fall from favor with God are sent to the left <laughs> with Bernie, as described <laughs> in Matthew 25, in which sheep represent the righteous and goats represent the fallen. It says, and I quote, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth, come on now, his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. In 19th century Europe, homosexuals were referred to as left-handed and black magic is referred to as the left-handed path, which is strongly associated with Satanism. So what I'm saying here is that Lefty, the hamburger helper helping hand that helps with heaps of hamburger is a gay black magic angel and therefore by definition, the goat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> oh, man. That is somehow the worst and best wordplay I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed, if I'm honest. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. And now my next subheading, the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus alerts his disciples not to be deceived by false prophets who would claim themselves as being Christ, performing, quote, great signs and wonders, such as making America save time and money by providing decent and filling meals during meat shortages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Additionally, in Revelation, John describes a great beast of the land. He says he causes all both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead so that no one may buy or sell except he who has the mark or name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let he who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Now, hamburger helper for cheese lasagna costs $1.24. <laughs> Five boxes of that cost $6.20. When purchased in the state of Colorado with a sales tax of $7.35, your cost would be... Six dollars and sixty-six cents. Fuck off! I rest my case. <laughs> my God! Huh. How is this the worst report you've ever done? <laughs> because I just have all this like, like, like free-floating Christianity knowledge in my brain that I think is funny now that I'm not Christian, and like, it's, it's. I feel like I watched an anime that I don't like anymore. Sure, yeah. Sure, okay. I know a lot about dot hack now. <laughs> I love that that's the one. That's the jab you take, and it's so perfect. Reb, don't listen to that part. The Bible is an isekai. So, from all available evidence, Lefty can either be an angel of judgment, an agent of the Antichrist, or just a gay chef that's dating the Arby's oven mitt. Who can say? Um, yeah, they are as a little As a little bit of trivia, on April 1st, 2016, General Mills commissioned an EP as an April Fool's Day prank which did come out, entitled Watch the Stove. I have listened to this. Same. Aha. Uh -huh. Like, I remember when this came out, and I listened to it a lot. Yeah, it was done by um, a team at St. Paul, uh, Minnesota's, like, McNally Smith College of Music. And, like, people were like, this is cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it introduced a lot of, it was like a big brand um, promoting a bunch of young, unknown artists. It was also, like, the first time, like, because, like, Wendy's did something like that recently, and it was just mm. fucking garbage. Like, I remember it being like, this, this could have been a lot worse. Like, mm -hmm. it was like the first time I'd ever heard of a brand doing something like that. 
bringing hip hop artists together, helping the beef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, on September 1st, 2020, an original TV commercial, uh, Hamburger Helper Hand Puppet Prop, was featured on the TV show A&E's What's It Worth, Season 1, Episode 9, hosted by comedian Jeff Foxworthy. And that's right, the Angel Gabriel and Jeff Foxworthy have been mentioned in the same report by I me. Wanna, I want to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Hamburger, help me off this fucking mortal coil. <laughs> so the show included uh, people from across the, across the country that had hidden treasures inside their home. Just like, hey, I've got this thing. Is this worth something? And Jeff Foxworthy says, you might have a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so in the episode, Jeff Foxworthy met the owners of the Hamburger Helper Hand, um, Allie and Michael Azen, a.k.a. the Amazing Azens. OK, <laughs> OK, sure. A-Z-E-N. This particular puppet prop was used in the late 70s and 80s commercials. The prop was then authenticated and appraised by a professional auctioneer. I cannot confirm how much it was appraised for because I had to uh, sign up for like a cable provider to watch this. And I'm not going to do yeah. that. <laughs> Um, so he is real in lying in wait in the home of the amazing Azens, not unlike Annabelle from the Conjuring series. Perhaps he exists not as just the Asian helper, but the Azen helper and wards off heavenly Boo. judgment. <laughs> he wards off heavenly judgment energy from God the Father as he gathers energy to help his next meet mankind <laughs> finally literally scaring me as i did this research there exists three phrases random names for dishes that are accompanied with no context in the hamburger helper wiki at the very end disembodied as lefty is himself they may serve as an incantation to usher in the next phase and i feel compelled to say them now after like all of the history and info it just says american, american chop suey, suey. Chili, chili mac, mac. macaroni poflatsky <laughs> no accompaniment <That's laughs> somehow the scariest thing i've ever I, heard why? i know how is it i like literally read it and i like i like got chills i was like why does it say that <laughs> what have we summoned oh no so it said that god helps those that help themselves but god may not be able to help you once lefty's four fingers have clutched your soul or maybe he's just a cool gay wizard who knows <laughs> This concludes all known lore on Lefty the Hamburger Helper. I feel like just the phrase, or maybe he's just a cool gay wizard who knows, encapsulates every single report both you and I have ever done on this show. I would sign off on that. As a, and as a loyal listener to this show, I would agree that it does some... As a gay wizard myself. <laughs> as, as a queer wizard myself, I agree with these thoughts. <laughs> you are correct. Betty Crocker kind of is a gay wizard yeah yeah because she lives forever and loves the gays that's true, that's so true. Like... yeah that is canonically true <laughs> cannot argue that fact oh and, and jesus I, I was gonna go on a big thing about how he's dating the arby's oven mitt because we jokingly said that when we when we did our report on arby's mm -hmm. but like i i got down that like christianity rabbit hole and i was like I was like researching canonized saints with with I was like trying to pin down which uh, which saint this hand probably belonged to. And I was just like, I can't do that. I started this report an hour before we started the call, pretty much. So. Yeah. Good <laughs> fucking God. That's the hamburger helper who I did do the math to figure out that his number is six, six, six. Man, that research, it was beefy. Yeah. It was beefy. Yeah. It was beefy. Sure was. Really, <laughs> really didn't trim the fat on that one. <sighs> Cam always has to like shotgun six beers after this yeah, show is recorded. God. Like, 
I keep jokingly telling people that this show is my Sisyphean torment, and I think it is actually true. <laughs> it's true when we record it, but then when you listen to it, it's like, haha, cool. <laughs> but in the moment, it's in the moment, it's this eternal purgatory. As I am learning and processing this information, I wanna die. <laughs> <laughs> I desire to cease to be. I feel like that like trope of a character in like every science fiction or like fantasy thing that like they've they've touched like the forbidden item and they like get all this forbidden knowledge and they know too much and they've been driven like mad. That's me. <laughs> you, the Ark of the Covenant opens and your face melts. Yeah. Off type shit. Except yeah. it's that but my brain. <laughs> and I'm not a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> important. That's distinction. probably the most important thing. No, we're down with the gay wizards here. <laughs> Uh, Matt, thank you so much for being here for whatever the fuck this was. Uh, where uh, can people find you on the Internet? Uh, first, I just want to thank you both for continuing to create stuff that absolutely delights me. Every person I've recommended well, this specific you. show to has come back to me going, thank you. And I hate you, which seems yeah, to that. line up <laughs> with everything this show. It's so interesting because like video game robot show exists in the exact form that we that we did in our pilot episode. Yeah. And it has not changed but for the name and script, you know, little tweaks. Yeah. Big three, it's gotten a little looser, but it's and maybe even more like analytical, but it's still the same show as when it started. This show, it has become a shitty goosebumps word prompt mm -hmm. or like story prompt for me. Yeah. And I did not. I never considered myself like a writer or anything, but here I am going like Archangel Gabriel is the hamburger. Yeah. One of the two named angels in Bible canon is the hamburger. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, like like at some point I thought that I would just be like, okay, we gotta like rein this in, but like I kind of really appreciate the dynamic of me still being like oh, I want to, like, learn about these things, and I think this is super interesting and fun, and you're just like, okay, let's buckle in, motherfuckers. So anyway, that's where you can find Stormy. No. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for having me on the show. Um, all of that nonsense aside, um, the best place to find me is on Twitter at DJ underscore Stormageddon, or I have finally created a URL, www.djstormageddon.com, where you can find all of my podcasts, my Twitch stream, my merch. Literally everything I do is at that URL. I uh, host four podcasts, produce eight podcasts, because I am a madman. So go check all that stuff out. <laughs> go follow Stormy and check out his stuff. Sincerely, Stormy is one of the most delightful people I have ever had the pleasure of meeting and talking with. So please, yes. please go check I him out. I adore you both very much, and I hope someday, past the plague, we can hug in meat space. Cam and I were on an episode of one of your podcasts where we talked about our basically our origin story mm -hmm. and like our process for a lot of stuff yeah and i probably could have done that interview for another four hours totally. because I, f I feel like i didn't say anything <laughs> yeah but it was like two hours long it was just us <laughs> fucking goofing off talking about uh, drunk people telling us to do backflips it was great yeah so so let's backflip out of this podcast yeah god fucking Dismount. please uh, well, if you've made it this far, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support our silly shows, subscribing on whatever platform you're on and leaving us a rating would really help us out as well. Uh, if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being, uh, check out the rest of the stuff we do at, at some good shows on Twitter or some good shows.biz where the biz does, in fact, stand for business. Uh, you might just like those, too. Our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at Cavity Crew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Candy Man, and you can find me on Twitter at at Victory Position. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, "Where's the beef?" But not, "Why is the beef?" Yeah.